All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that you are here. And if you are new to me, to my show, to my YouTube channel, if you're watching on the replay or live, um, please do subscribe, hit the bell so you can be notified of all the calls that we do. Normally, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have live shows. And my my goal, my desire, my intention for all these shows, this whole platform is to awaken, you know, happiness within you, absolutely, but is also to raise your vibration, raise the vibration of the planet, of humanity, and to give you support, resources, tools, techniques, processes, anything that can make your life a little bit better, easier, and also let you know that you are not alone, that you are supported and that we are all going through this journey together. So again, thank you so much for being here. And today, my good friend, Dr. Monique is back with us, and we always have such a wonderful time. And today we are going to be talking about, um, what are we talking about? Hold on one second. I have it. Reclaiming our roots. <laughs> we always talk about the ancestors and ancestresses. So today it's about reclaiming our roots partner with your ancestresses to heal ancestral wounds. That's what we're talking about today. And so some of what we're going to discuss is about the importance of reclaiming your ancestral roots and how this will lead to greater self-awareness, healing, and personal growth. We're going to learn how partnering with your well ancestresses uh, can, can help you heal intergenerational wounds and claim your inherited gifts. And also how the eight karmic stories impact your life and how ancestral story healing can help you heal from the past and find peace in the present. We're going to learn rituals that you can start to use to connect with your ancestresses today. So all of that. And of course, more we will be taking live caller questions, of course, like we always do. And we always run out of time. So not everybody gets a chance to ask their question, but we always have so much fun um, with the questions because Dr. Monique is so talented and she is like, tapped in and you know the information she provides is amazing so for those of you who don't know dr monique she is a spiritual teacher and mentor dedicated to helping healers bring their ancestral wisdom and skills to the present day she is the founder of the ancestors legacy warrior practitioner program and creator of ancestor story healing which is a unique system designed to help healers discover their unique ancestress medicine release ancestral wounds and fulfill their soul's purpose all that and more. She's just amazing. So I'm um, so please join me in welcoming Dr. Monique back to the show. We always love having you. Always, always, always. We never have enough time with you. <laughs> so I'm so glad you're here with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me again. I always love being on your show. I just love you. I love the people who, you know, come and they listen and just the stories that we receive from the ancestors. So this is great. Thank you. Um, and also for those of you, if you do have a question for Dr. Monique, you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat. Like I said, we there's always some people who don't get a chance to ask a question. So just know that, again, you know, it always happens every time. So you want to definitely want to raise your hand early rather than later um, and put your question in the chat earlier because, you know, we do have a cutoff. We have a hard stop today. So just, just warning you all ahead of time. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Monique, we always have so much fun talking with you and we always learn so much. And it's always so interesting when you're talking about the ancestresses and the importance of, you know, talking with the ancestors, making that connection with your ancestors, etc. So let's start off 
today's topic, of course, with um, today's show talking about the importance of reclaiming our ancestral roots and how that can lead us to greater self-awareness, healing and personal growth, and also like, you know, help us move forward in our path. Yes, yes. Well, we have rich history in our roots. And oftentimes we hear people focus on the wounds and the trauma and the curses and the family patterns. We hear all of these negative things, but the reality is we have more well ancestors than we do ancestors that need healing. And every year, the ancestors sort of share with me what the theme is, what I'll be working with, what I'll be sharing over the years. So last year it was Ancestrix Rising and about the ancestresses rising up to help us, to support us on our, our journey and to support us with fulfilling our purpose and that they were coming, you know, they were here, they were ready to help us. And then this year, they're really more talking about that connection and the importance of having connection with your ancestral lineage, having connections with the medicine that was passed down through generations to support you with whatever you're wanting to do with your life in terms of your life purpose. And so it's, so it's really important that we reclaim all of that, that we reclaim all of those beautiful things about our lineage and really utilize it to fulfill our purpose. And what I noticed is over the years, and now it's really coming through even more, is when we connect with the ancestresses, they will open the door to all the other ancestors that need to come in and work with us. They will also help us heal those ancestors that need healing. So we have the ancestors that need the healing that we need to work with, and that is extremely important. But it's a whole lot easier when we're partnering with our well ancestors and ancestresses to do that work. And when we partner with them, it makes it so much easier to do the healing with the others. So these well ancestresses are the ones that are ascended. They're the ones that have overcome their stuff, right? They've overcome the traumas and the disappointments and some of the things that may have happened in their lived lives. And now they're ready to help us. And then the ones that are wounded are oftentimes ones that haven't really overcome the things that they experienced in this lifetime, excuse me, in their lifetime. And they can also be ones that are sort of kind of going back and forth between, you know, earthly realm and the spirit realm, not sure where this, where they belong. And by us working with these healthy ancestresses, what we're doing is helping them really um, transition fully into their spiritual space and then we're helping them to ascend and the reason why we want to do that is they too carry wisdom and messages and medicine that we really want to be able to tap into but while they're still embedded in their wounds it's very difficult for us to work with them and for them to come forward the other thing that happens is when we have these ancestors and ancestresses that are still embedded in their wounds, that are still dealing with the trauma of their life experiences, oftentimes they wanna protect us. And in their protection of us, it prevents us from actually doing the things that we wanna do. 
And that's another reason why I want to work with them to heal and release some of the things that they experienced because we don't need their protection. And we want to build a relationship with them in a way to let them know that they can go ahead and heal and do what they need to do and work with the well ancestors to ascend and no longer you know, work with us, preventing us from doing some of the things that, that we want to do. Now, I'm not saying that they completely block us. What I'm saying is that they can get in the way of some of the opportunities that could potentially flow to us because they're wanting to protect us. So for example, if we have an ancestress that was a healer and maybe they were shunned or abandoned, or maybe they ran, went through an experience where they were killed, then what happens is when we're wanting to express our gifts in the world as healers, guess what? They're wanting to protect us, right? And it doesn't mean that we can't do our work, but what it does mean is it doesn't have the intensity and the power that it could have if they weren't blocking that and trying to protect us. So that's why reclaiming our roots, reclaiming our rich history, reclaiming these beautiful stories, reclaiming this medicine that has been passed down is so important for us and for our lineage. That is so powerful. And I love that you shared about how they're protecting us because of course, you know, if they had been killed as a healer, then of course they don't want that same thing to happen to us, even though it's a different time in space now, but still they still have, they're holding on to that energy of what had happened to them, right? Yeah. Totally so makes sense. Even, yeah. And even if we think about it in terms of relationships, if they had a number of failed relationships, guess what? They're wanting to protect us. So maybe we're not now fully able to engage. Let's say they were abandoned and their husband or their wife left them. And now they're like, oh, I don't want you know that for you. So I'm going to kill, I'm going to protect you, which means now maybe you're dealing with some of these abandonment wounds. Now you're taking on some of this energy and now you're having some challenges connecting with people because they're wanting to help you keep from having that pain, which is nice, but it's not helpful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that's why it's important to do the healing work with the ancestors so that they can... Um, they can be healed of that limited belief and that and and the wounds that they experience and free us from their protection per se. Yes. And sometimes because of the fact that they're often, you know, ancestors that we, you know, that lived over the last three or four or five generations, then their power and their strength is a little bit stronger because we're not connecting with those well ancestresses and ancestors. So if we're not connecting with our well ancestors, then what happens is their power, their, their energy seems to dominate a little bit more than it needs to. And that's another reason why it's important for us to have that partnership and that connection because those ancestors that we're connecting with will be able to say, hey, no, that's not the way this is going to work. And we're going to work with you. We're going to heal these wounds. Yeah, awesome. So it really is important for us to work on ourselves, but at the same time, you know, work with our ancestors 
too so that they can be healed and they can move on and free that energy from us so that we can continue to move forward but but how does protection look like what does that look like when you say that they're protecting us how, what does that look like yeah so what it can look like is these wounds these karmic stories that we're working with right um the eight karmic stories that i share with people for instance i talked about abandonment but let's say betrayal you know when we're dealing with ancestors that have experienced a great deal of betrayal, then oftentimes we will feel the energy of that betrayal and make decisions based on their betrayal and not really based on what's happening in our own personal lives. We also may take on that energy, which then attracts the opportunity to experience betrayal more, right? And so that's why it, it you know, really shows up in a way that um, impacts our lives. And it um, doesn't necessarily mean, like for example, let me share with abandonment. I didn't experience abandonment. My parents were both in my lives. I didn't experience a great deal of abandonment around me but I still carried that energy. And I carried that energy of abandonment because abandonment was strong in my family. If we even go back to enslaved times where my ancestors were enslaved, there was a great deal of abandonment that took place there. And I look at my grandmothers, they both lost their mothers before they were four years old on both sides. That's a form of abandonment, right? And they were both put into orphanages. That's another form of abandonment. And then they were released and re well, not released, but they were um, their fathers came and got them out of the orphanages and then took them away from the people that they had known for a number of years, another form of abandonment. So this abandonment energy was in my family lineage. And although I didn't experience it personally, I could see how it was showing up in some of the choices that I made, not so much in the relationships, but in the choices. I would say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then next thing you know, I've kind of abandoned the idea. Not because it was a bad idea, not because I couldn't do it, not because I didn't want to, but there was something that was showing up that would be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. And it really made it difficult for me to make really sound decisions sometimes. And I had to clear that energy in order to shift that and change the way I went about making goals for myself even, um, the way I focused on my vision, the way I fulfilled my purpose. I had to heal those wounds. Now, what was beautiful is that as I did it, I noticed a shift throughout my entire family. I noticed how there were different choices that were made. There were different things that people started doing. And I noticed that people started connecting even more. And we're a pretty well-connected family, but it was very interesting. I could see relationship shifting in a way. And it was really beautiful to see that actually taking place. So those are some of the ways that they show up. But, you know, when we look at any of the karmic stories in like grief, if we've, ex if our ancestors experience a great deal of grief, they're going to come in and try to keep us from having that experience. Well, if they come in to keep us from having that experience, that means that if you don't you don't have connection because if you're connected to people at some point, they leave. And at some point you experience grief. It may mean 
that you have some difficulties on your job. Why? Because you have a hard time being in a team environment and really and really working with people. And so grief by experiences of our ancestors now become a part of our experience, even if we haven't experienced significant losses in our life, right? And then if we do experience the loss, what then happens is it becomes even more difficult for us to recover from that loss because we've now taken on all of the grief of the generations before us. And, and now we're mixing that with our own experiences and it prevents us from being as resilient as we need to be. Wow, thank you. That really, that, that gives great clarity on, cause I was like trying to figure it out and it's like, I don't understand how, but I get it. I can see that how in, in my own life, definitely. And other people have mentioned that uh, in, in the chat as well, how they're resonating with what you're saying about the karmic stories um, and what they've experienced in their lives as well. So it's it's interesting that um, we didn't, even, sometimes we, we don't even know in what ways we are being impacted by uh, our ancestors and their wounds and their stories um, and how that's playing out in our own lives. Yeah, we don't. We, we often don't. And we think it's just our own personal experiences, right? Yeah. We think, yeah. oh, or I'm attracting this, you know? Yeah. And, and not to say that we don't attract some things, because obviously we do, but we can, we can attract it even more if it's been passed down in our lineage, right? If it's something that has occurred in our family lineage, we can attract even more of it. Yeah, we have an affinity for it, for sure, yeah. Yeah, got it. Because it's it's in our DNA, you know, um, as well, right? So we we're de we're definitely vibing with that. <laughs> if you want to use you know woo, woo terms, but we definitely have that vibe, even though we may not see it. But you know, everything else, our, everything else around us is, is reflecting that. Right. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. I, I I like I said, I always learn so much from you about um, ancestors and 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 how they affect us. So much. So thank you for that. Oh, so, yeah. so we talked a little bit about the eight karmic stories and how they're impacting us, right? Um, did you want to go through all of them? I, I think you talked yeah. about, touched on a, on a few of them already. Yeah. So um, we have abandonment, abuse, anger. Those are three that um, that really show up if we've had ancestors that have lived through. Um, a lot of times like through war or through um, some unimaginable losses, um, some kind of massacres, tragedies, um, situations like that, then we definitely will see those. And then there's betrayal. I always have to look because sometimes I forget. Betrayal, fear, and grief. Ah, betrayal, we talked about a little bit, fear. Fear, fear, fear. So if we have ancestors that lived in fear, then we will oftentimes see that impacting us in ways where we are not willing to be seen. We're not comfortable being heard. We don't tend to speak up. We tend to have a lot of blockages around um, you know, sharing our voice. We oftentimes will not really completely step into our purpose because we're afraid 
And there's so many things that are the foundation of the fear in terms of these karmic stories. So abandonment can feed into the fear. Betrayal oftentimes feeds into this fear. So fear actually can cover a lot of the karmic stories. But the fear piece is one that I see often when I'm working with light workers and healers and spiritual entrepreneurs who are really stepping out and sharing their messages, the messages that they're receiving, the messages that, um, that they feel deep inside of them, they're not willing to do it because they're oftentimes dealing with an underlying energy of abandonment and betrayal that is coming from their family lineage or even poverty. So there's this belief that being a healer means being in poverty. Being an entrepreneur, specifically one that focuses on spirituality, means not having any money, right? So there's oftentimes sort of this piece that goes hand in hand with fear. And then we have um, scarcity and shame. So the scarcity piece also plays a part in the fear, as I mentioned. So the scarcity piece is really interesting because, you know, I, we used to focus a lot on the poverty, but it really is about scarcity. It's about a lack. And there are a lot of stories of lack that show up. And lack can be a lack of love, a lack of money, a lack of opportunity, you know, all of these different ways that we experience a lack of something. If our ancestors experience that, then it often will show up in our lives. It'll show up in our beliefs. It'll show up in how we attract opportunities and money and experiences, how we attract love. And when our ancestors have experienced these um, situations, particularly when we're talking about healers, if our ancestors experienced a lot of scarcity, then what they're trying to do is push us towards things that will help us to not experience that. And if they happen to be healers that experienced something really horrible during their times as healers, then oftentimes now they're like, okay, we're blocking the abundance there. We're gonna push you towards something else. We're going to help you go on another path. And I can honestly say, you know, I was an engineer, construction management engineer in corporate America. And that was never, the path for me, right? But because I was good at math and science, I just didn't quite know what I wanted to do. And let's face it, this work that we're doing today, you didn't find that in a college catalog, <laughs> you know? And you weren't encouraged to go out and do this the way we're, we're doing it now. I'm so happy that younger people can maybe take a different path. And so I decided to you know, become an engineer and got all kinds of encouragement and reinforcement. And of course the ancestors were you know, all behind it. It's, you know, it's a definite path to prosperity um, in some forms or another. And, but it wasn't, it wasn't my place. It wasn't where I was supposed to be. And so I had to make a plan to leave. And I worked with the ancestors that wanted to see me really fulfill my purpose, those well ancestors, you know, really connecting with them. And, and it, you know, I wasn't as connected with them as I am now. So it took a little bit, but I discovered, you know, years later that I was dealing with these ancestors that had experienced um, a great deal of poverty who wanted to make sure I didn't. And so sometimes, 
we have to really look at what were the experiences of our family members so we understand why we may be not experiencing the kind of flow of abundance that we want into our lives. And so um, <clears> then <throat> shame, shame is one that I really added in um, later. I mean, there were actually 12. And then I noticed that a lot of them after working with people, you know, pretty much all over the world, which by the way, it doesn't matter where people live in the world, they still experience these, right? So it's not unique to any particular um, group of people. But what I discovered with shame is many, many people were saying to me, I just feel a lot of shame. Well, our ancestors may have experienced shame. They may have experienced it because they didn't have something or they weren't able to do something or shame was just a form of control or discipline in some cases. Some, for some, it was a part of their religious experience. And so if our ancestors experienced it, sometimes we're carrying this burden along with us and it's showing up in ways where it keeps us from actually being fully engaged in a particular experience because we're, we're feeling shame about different things that may have taken place in our family lineage um, or different things that may have taken place in our family. You know, I have a lot of people that will share with me about maybe a parent who had alcohol problems, um, you know, or addiction of some sort and the shame that they carry with them and how that impacts them. Well, if you had ancestors that were carrying that shame as well from, you know, for some reason from multiple lineages, well, now it becomes even bigger and it becomes an even bigger block for us. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you for sharing all of that. I just feel like there are so many pieces that some of us have experienced more things than others. You know, I, I know for myself, I've definitely experienced shame in the past for different reasons. Um, lack, fear, big time, abandonment, right? Betrayal. I, I think I have all of them. <laughs> I have all of them. Um, I've experienced in this, in this, in this lifetime. And, and I know some of the stuff is can definitely be um, past life issues, but, and as you say, some of them are ancestral, right? So knowing knowing that some of the issues that we are experiencing are related to our ancestors and knowing from hearing you over and over again, sharing about this, that when we start to work with our ancestors, when we start to help them to heal their wounds, then we, we ourselves see the transformation in our lives and like you say in your family as well right so it doesn't just affect you it affects those around you too because they're like family members because they're all they are also affected by those ancestral wounds right yes oh yeah yeah our family members are impacted too and what's interesting is each family member may respond differently to the wound so if we have siblings and you may have siblings that, you know, everybody was raised by the same two parents in the same household, but you have some that are impacted more by abandonment and some that are impacted by betrayal more. It often occurs based on what was happening at the time this person was conceived and at the time this person was born. If there were some um, conflicts that were going on in the family unit, 
or let's say um, your mother, she's pregnant and she has a tremendous loss of some sort. Now she's experienced this abandonment. She's experienced grief, maybe even some scarcity, depending on you know what the loss was. Maybe it was a loss of home or a loss of job. Any of those things can show up and now they become stronger, a stronger presence in your life because of the situation that was going on at the time that you were becoming human. Yeah, definitely. Um, wow. So yeah, lots of lots of comments in the chat. People are so resonating with this. They're so relating to this, you know. And of course, people are asking for like a group clearing or group healing. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but and and you're going to share some rituals with us too. And I know this, usually the rituals come out when we're talking to people. You know, like right. So that that's that that's the fun part when people are asking their questions, and then you know some rituals are shared, right? Which is for which is for everybody. So just understand that when we are talking to you about your issue, your ancestor, etc. Please, please, please don't just think it's only that that message or that that healing or that ritual or that process. It's only for that one person. It's for anybody and everybody who'd like to have it or, or who resonates with it. Okay, so just keep your eyes and ears open. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, that's uh, important. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not just for that one person. It's for no, anybody no. else who who you know resonates with it at all in in some way. Um, do you want to take some questions? Because uh, people are being shy so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, I know we, we have Evie and then we have some questions in the chat, which we'll get to as well. Sure, but you we can take some questions. Yeah, you definitely want to raise your hand because I know I know you all will later on when it's when it's too late. So, you know, this happens every time. Um, but we always have we get so much information and so much wisdom and the processes come through with these um readings so uh evie yes your hand is still raised you want to unmute yourself yeah thank thank you Hi, yeah, thank, thank you and thank you dr monique this is so interesting yes right so um my question is i relate to everything it seems and um i feel like the 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 loss part is very interesting that loss part the grief the loss mm. <laughs> i don't know why it's so um poignant and so repetitive yeah okay well so is there anything that they would like to say or you would like to um direct me to so we could do some healing yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely um, just kind of connecting and with them, it takes me a second sometimes to find out which ones, you know, oftentimes they're all kind of coming through and I'm like, okay, you all have stories, just like we all have a bunch of stories, you all have stories, but um, we want the one that is the one that is most useful for you right now. So let me just connect in four generations on your father's mother's side father's mother's side yes you you have ancestors that experienced um a tremendous loss there was a loss of land 
it was something like they were on their land and um, someone kind of over, came and took the land somehow. And so there was a, a, a large amount of loss that created a lot of grief and a lot of sorrow and some scarcity. And so those ancestors that experience that on that side of your family need some support and some healing. Um, one of the things that you can do is uh, do a ritual where you do something outside on the land, where you do a blessing to the land, even though it, it may not have anything to do with where these ancestors lived, what would be helpful for you is to go outside and do a ritual with the earth. And that may look like bringing, um, planting something. It could be, you know, you go and you plant something, um, you know, we're getting closer to, you know, the time of year where you can plant some flowers or something. You can plant something, plant a plant. That would be okay. one way. Another way would be just going and actually sitting outside on the ground um, and doing a meditation and thanking the earth and the ancestors and asking the ancestors to forgive those that removed their land from them or stole their land from them. Mm -hmm. And asking for those who took the land to now be blessed as well. And I know that's sometimes difficult because they created some harm, but you really want to forgive them and ask them, you know, and, and ask that they be blessed as well. Um, so that would be another way that you could do this work. So you can do either one or you can do both, but that would be a real way to do some healing with your um with your ancestors experience that and by the way they're really saying that um being outside is really important for you it's important for your own healing it's important for you spiritually and i don't know if you do any kind of healing work or not but there's something around the earth and healing that you may want to explore a little bit Okay. Yeah. So th that's their messages for you today. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll try to explore the healing. Um, I, I know I, I feel like I, I have that in me to do, but I, I'm trying to figure out which way to bring it forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, connect with them. You know, that is, that's what, you know, we're talking about today, this importance of connecting with them, because you have a medicine in your, you know, a unique magical medicine in your family lineage that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And sometimes it gets to a particular generation and it may become a little stagnant or it may get blocked a little bit because that generation didn't embrace it or didn't learn it or um, for some reason rejected it. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It just means that it, it got kind of blocked up in that particular area of the family lineage. But there is a medicine there. And that's why it's so important to have this connection with our ancestors, because we can discover what that is. And they can help us discover what is the healing that we're supposed to be doing? What is the type of healing? Or there may even be one that they're creating for you. And what I'm kind of getting is that for you, it's something that they're actually creating. It's something that they're actually 
um, kind of building up for you. But as you see different types of healing modalities that are in, of interest to you, you definitely want to explore them because that'll help you open more to receiving what it is that they want to share with you about the medicine in your lineage. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, that's a part of what we do when, when I'm working with my clients is help them really understand what that medicine is and connecting with the right ancestresses that can help you um, really unlock that medicine in your lineage. Okay. That's, interesting uh, knowing that you can see who it is that's wanting to present that gift absolutely yes yeah i'd love that the ancestors talk to me yes i do too <laughs> <laughs> thank you awesome. oh i appreciate it thank you so much doctor you're Dr. welcome Monique. and thank you so much alara for taking my call Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Evie. And I just want to add really quickly too, like if you've already, if you're, if you already have some healing modalities under your belt, just start playing around with it for yourself or with friends, or like, if you don't want to, you know, do the whole business part yet, just start using it because as you start using it for yourself, doing it for yourself and others a little bit more, more will develop. Nobody knows at the beginning what it's going to be and it changes right so it's be willing to just start somewhere and then say like this is not forever this is like we're just starting and we're going to play with it and we're going to see what happens okay yeah it's that a is. good idea but people around might not might think it's so woo woo that they don't even think you're they just want to like run away because they don't want to deal with it so sometimes that could suppress it a little bit and that's what i've seen around so so so, so just do it for yourself for now do it for yourself and the planet right okay yeah. i got you you, know, you don't have Good to for like, when you see something in the news or on tv or you see someone suffering or you hear about a loss or you're on if you're on social media and somebody says pray for my family those are great opportunities for you to share and just do it from where you are just offer it yeah nobody has to know it doesn't mean that right. you you know have to be sharing it publicly that oh i'm doing this for you you know no nobody has to know Oh, okay. But it's it's for you to get more familiar and comfortable with the energies and um, how 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 they work and how they how you interact and engage with them. And truthfully, I would say that the majority of us have had a time where we were a little uncomfortable about how the people around us would react. And yep. and I'll, and I'll share a short story. I had um you know i really years what about 25 years ago when i started discovering the law of attraction and learning more about it you know i'm sharing with people and they're giving me the side eye and looking at me and you know even some of the family members are like you know what's wrong with her and all of these things and couldn't get them to even want to listen to it the secret comes out and suddenly they're all buying me the book like it's something they've heard nothing about. Like I've never talked about it. And suddenly now it's okay. Yes. <laughs> so I, I know about that with, part. I, I ended up with probably a dozen um, books on the secret that I did not purchase. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. And, I like that story too. And, and the thing is, like, sometimes I'll say something. And somebody else says the exact same thing, but they listen to that person. And it's like, I said the same exact thing. What do you, hello? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. You know, so sometimes they just don't hear us. It's okay. 
yeah okay. yeah and and you know the more you um step into it the more the people that are around you will the more confident you feel about it the less inclined people are to even say anything now do i have people that are probably saying things that i'm not aware of probably but as long as i don't know i don't care right? exactly who cares <laughs> i'm at a point now where i don't care anyway but exactly but, you know you you the more you feel confident the more you um really connect with that unique medicine that you have in your roots right the less you will be inclined to be concerned about it and the less you're concerned about it the less it particularly it shows up you know because you're vibrating from a whole different level and so then these people are not really looking at you crazy but start small <laughs> yeah start just doing you know like alara said just start out doing it for yourself um, I really love um, what you said, Alara, about um, whatever modality that you've already learned, do it. I think that's really important. That may not be the one that you end up doing, right? I mean, I became a Reiki master and I haven't, I don't think I ever held an appointment. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever maybe one or two in the past but it's like it's true and and things change right and and your own energy and your own flavor gets added to it you know so it's never the same but you just you just have to start somewhere with something yes. anything and i love that you're saying that too because i you know i say to my clients all the time you know learning these different um healing modalities is great because when you get ready to work with people you have things to pull from but it'll all kind of form in your own unique way which is exactly what you said and then when you mix that in with this medicine in your roots then it really starts to kind of form and become something of your own and so if you're wanting to open up to these um you know your your healing work one of the best ways to do it is to start to learn from different people and learn different and just to know what really resonates with you and I didn't hold any Reiki appointments, but there are there were times when different things came up where I used it. Mm -hmm. I also studied pranic healing. I love pranic healing, but I don't really do pranic healing sessions. But there are times when I need to do healings with my clients who are dealing with some deep stuff and I'll use it. And I connect with my ancestresses and I ask them what would be the best way to work with this particular client who is having these challenges and sometimes they'll say okay do this healing use this use that and and that's what i'll do so get started where you are i will definitely thank you so very much thank you're you welcome. both awesome thank you evie you're welcome. you're welcome all right we're going to go to laura laura you want to unmute yourself yes thank you so much Hi. wow this is really really uh impactful information for me particularly and um thank you so much for for doing this i love your show and love everything that you're saying i feel very connected to my ancestors but i feel like i'm in a bit of a loop with my mother and my mother's mother and i had it kind of confirmed in a reading and i'm i've been married for 30 years we met each other felt very destined totally attracted and something in me just pulled back and I'm playing, it's like I've been living their marriage of, um, he's really into me, very 
dedicated and I am dedicated to him too, but I am, I have this intimate sexual, I guess you would like attraction ambivalence. That's so painful. And we're still working on it. We're still here working on it. But I think I, that it may, I don't know. I'd like to just open it up to you because I've heard about my grandmother, like just the puritanical, I was raised in kind of a puritanical, you know, good girls don't. It's just like that whole thing. And I was very squelched and I missed things in my youth and just had, I just had no kind of guidance with it. And I feel like I've really sat on my own freedom sexually and um, with my ascension and everything, I'm just, I'm so confused. Mm, okay. Just so you know that clarity is getting ready to come for you. That's, that is the first thing that they said. There's, there's <sighs> clarity that is coming for you and to be open to that this year, be very mm -hmm. open to the clarity and, and really understanding. Um, there is a great deal of sexual abuse that took place on your grandmother, in your grandmother's lineage. My mother's mother or? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Okay. Great deal of it um, for about, six or seven generations there was there was definitely a great deal of sexual abuse um and that sexual abuse led to these hard fast rules about intimacy right it has to be this way good girls don't do this you can't do that and it just got passed down from generation to generation and a lot of it is built in shame so it's based and has an underlying um, energy of shame and scarcity, right? If, if you do this, then you won't have people love you. You'll be lacking love. And that is that, so that's another karmic story that is impacted by that. And then there was the fear that kind of came around in there, this whole fear story around the fear of experiencing these things if intimacy does take place because of the fact that all of this abuse took place. So those are some of the karmic stories that we would work on healing that would help you open to this clarity. Um, but let me connect with someone in your lineage that might be able to start with, you know, start you on this journey. So let me just connect. So this is an aunt on your mother's mother's side. And she was one that did not experience abuse. But she's very clear that it did happen in the family lineage. Um, she is, she's not giving me the actual generations that generation that she's in, but she said she's multiple generations back. She has always somewhat walked with you and has seen you as the person in the family lineage that can change all of this. Yep. She's saying you are the one that, that ends all of this. And by the way, she's saying, thank you so much for coming and being open to receiving these messages. Um, her name I think it's Ariana is what I'm getting. Um, and one of the things that you can do is create the altar, you know, and, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about. If you already have one, fabulous. If you don't, 
create an altar and create one that specifically um, connects with her. She is your point of contact for, for doing the healing work. She's saying that she's not necessarily your point of contact for discovering your medicine, but she is the contact for creating this healing that needs to take place in your family lineage as it, you know, because of the abuse. She's also saying that in your family, there are many, many women in the family that um, either didn't experience the abuse or basically stopped it, right? When it started to occur. And so that she wants you to just remember that these were very powerful, strong women who in times when they weren't supposed to have a voice did. In times where some of these things were acceptable, they spoke up, they didn't allow it to happen. And she wants to remind you that you have that same strength. That when there's something that doesn't feel right to you, it is absolutely okay for you to say, this isn't working for me, I'm not doing this. And she really wants to remind you of that, about the importance of you just connecting with your intuition and knowing what's right and wrong for you. And then basically, um, working on that. The um, altar, she is encouraging you to um, put something on the altar that represents, and this is from her, not me, represents something sexy. Okay. Right? So whatever that means to you, it could be a picture, it could be a, you know, a, a piece of clothing, it could be whatever is sexy to you. Um, and she's saying not raunchy, right? But just sexy, right? Something that just, that you look at it and go, ooh, that's really sexy. Okay. Um, to place that on your altar. And she likes the color. She likes like sky blue is one of the colors that she likes. So maybe something in a sky blue color. Yeah, I'm worried. Yep. Okay, good. So place something like that on your altar. Maybe even when you get ready to meditate and connect with her, wear sky blue because that's my favorite color yeah okay well that's then use that color with her and that is a form of connection for the two of you um she's saying even go outside and look up at the sky right and talk to her okay and she'll come and she will help you so she wants to help you and support you in your relationship and in this year of clarity so she is really going to work with you in this year of clarity. And so do some of those things with her um, and just go outside and, and connect with her. Okay. Okay? Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oof. That was awesome. It can, be, it can feel a little bit heavy, but I just, you know, she's, she's being very clear that despite all of the stuff that did happen, there are also these really powerful women in your lineage and you really want to connect and tap into them. And by connecting with her, you'll begin to open to this connection with them. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's very powerful. Good. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. All right. We're going to go to Sarah. Sarah, you want to unmute yourself? Hello. Thank you. Hi. Hi. So I just had a bit of a feeling, revelation. And by the way, today is the um, 
anniversary of my father's death, the Ortsite, as we say, so my candle is lit. Um, I just had a bit of a revelation that in my leaving behind these communities that are no longer appropriate for me to be part of, because, yeah, I'm a little too woo-woo for them, though they will talk all day about their spirituality, um, that I'm seeking new community and finding it here and there. Just made a great connection with Joy Baker, who I know has been on your show, Alora. We've been talking a lot. And um, feel like some of these ancestors, I feel them kind of knocking on my back, <laughs> like it's a door, asking if they can come in and be part of my community and help me and clear me so that I can go on and do my best light work in the world. I would just love to see what you see. I'm from a Jewish lineage, not that all my ancestors are, but you know, see what you see. Thank you so much for helping. Yeah, you're, you're so I can heal and do good work in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's when you started talking about the the knocking, it, it was I mean, I could almost see that before you even mentioned it, that there's like they they want to come in, they want to help you. Right. And it isn't the ones that need to be healed that are knocking on the door. It's the ones that are saying the reason why you are being pushed out of these communities is because these communities won't really provide you with the opportunity to open up to this medicine in your lineage the way that um, you could if you were around people who were more open and accepting of your work. And you have, um, you have several like, powerful healers on both sides of your family. Um, and there's something about candles. So you said that you had a candle for your father. Yes. One of, one of the ways to welcome your ancestors, they liked candles. So there's something about candles in your family lineage that are really, um, are really powerful. And these ancestors, and a number of them are men. It's like the women are there and the women are saying, yes, yes, yes. And here we're introducing you to these men in the family lineage that can help you with your, uh, your healing and the work that you're doing and creating community for you. They're also even saying that you might be creating some of your own community in a sense, right? gathering people together that you feel connected with. Start small, they said, and then let it grow into whatever it needs to grow into. Maybe it starts with you just reaching out and connecting with people one-on-one. -on -one. Do it that way. But anyway, back to the candles. So they're saying that the candles are there. Um, four candles. And the four candles represent each of your lineage lines. So your grandparents on both sides of your family and light the candles and welcome the ancestors on both sides of your family that can help you create a space that is welcoming and open so that you can actually do the work that they are wanting you to do. And you can make up your own prayer. You can say it in an affirmation. You can just um, submit it as a request, 
write a letter to your ancestors telling them what you need um, and that you are looking for community. The other thing that they're sharing is by doing the four candles, you may even find that there are pieces or people from the previous you know, environment that you were in that are also opening up to you, right? They're also there because with this candle, what you're doing is you're shining this candle and this candle is shining a light on who you are on a soul level, which then brings some of those people in going, okay, I didn't see you before, but now I see you, right? So that's another place where you can have that connection. Um, yeah, the candles, that you that is your ritual. Lighting a candle, lighting those four candles um, at least four times a week, kind of looking at doing things in fours for a while, lighting the candle four times a week, making an offering to the ancestors in your family lineage. That offering can be anything from food to water to wine. I know, you know, my father liked brandy. Um, he liked brandy and milk, by the way. <laughs> and I don't drink at all. So that, you know, the brandy already didn't sound good to me, but brandy and milk, but that's what he liked. So I put brandy on my altar. Um, so you might want to, you know, what did, what did they like? Um, my grandmother, my grandmother had this um, game that she played with us as kids where we would go to visit her and we always knew to go look around her house because she had hidden some chocolate candy somewhere around the house. And we would find it and we'd come out and go, oh, we found the candy. And she's like, no, you didn't, I didn't lose it, <laughs> right? And then it, she would just chuckle and chuckle. And then, you know, we'd, we'd get that piece of chocolate. Well, I always put chocolate on my altar. When I'm wanting to connect with her, I put a piece of chocolate on the altar. And I've even, you know, kind of re, you know, kind of replayed that story as I'm connecting with her and get the laugh and, you know, and then I put the chocolate on the altar. So look for different ways that you can connect with your ancestors based on um, your culture, your history, um, experiences that you may have had with ancestors, things that you knew about the ancestors. And even if you didn't know your ancestors, it's perfectly okay because you can just look back at history. You know, if you know that there are some Jewish roots in your family, as you mentioned, then maybe look at some of the cultural um, traditions and rituals that took place and incorporate those into your altar. And that is a way to welcome them in. Well, it's interesting because I have in my house a 300 year old Holocaust Torah. Wow. 2000 year old Maccabee coins. That's the Hanukkah story. 4000 year old pottery that I did in archaeology in Israel, a big portrait of my grandmother over my mantle that my sister took everything else and I found this falling apart thing and had it restored and my grandfather too. Um, yeah, I've got a bunch of, I have so much Jewish historical stuff, but our ancestors aren't necessarily just Jewish, are they? Are we talking about soul ancestors or physical in this body ancestors and also i'm a walk-in so i suppose that you know complicates things a little bit but in pulling in pulling wisdom or healing that's not a good word pulling but um are we looking just at the ancestors from this biological body or 
our soul ancestors in so many other lifetimes. For the purposes of today, that's all we're looking at. We're looking at our blood related ancestors. Now, I look at ancestors from all different perspectives, including the ancestors of those that we may be close to, maybe our spouses, the ancestors of people who may have raised us or had a significant contribution to our lives. We're looking at soul um, connections. So we're looking at a whole, you know, a, a whole community of ancestors, if you will. But for the purposes of what I'm sharing with you today, we're looking at blood ancestors. And you know, truthfully, if any of us does our DNA, we probably will find that we're not all of one thing. Chances oh, yeah. are that's not the case, right? Um, in fact, I haven't met anybody yet that said, you know, I only came up 100% this. Um, but if we know that there are other aspects of our, um, in our DNA, other, you know, um, um, ethnicities in our DNA, other nationalities in our DNA, then what we can do is go to those and actually bring those into our altar as well, because those ancestors are just as important to us as, as the one that we, you know, predominantly, um, you know, attach to or associate with or know more about. So it's very important. Okay. Well, I want to say I've been lighting a lot more candles lately. I was never a candle lighter, but I have a little one that my dear friend who passed a Kabbalist used to light when he did his um, amulets and, you know, blessings and all that. And I've been putting a votive in that for a while, but my mother liked to light candles so much that she lived with my sister and my brother-in-law forbade her to buy any more candles because so many cabinets were chock full of candles. So, I think you got it. And in Jewish religion, yeah, the candle lighting that we do with blessings all the time are a big part of the tradition. I thought many years ago that my last name meant um, lamplighter. Ah. Shendelman. I thought it was from chandelier, Shendel, chandelier man, whatever. I found out it was husband of Shandel, which I found out after I'd named my daughter Shandel. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much. I You're thought of a couple of other things. I'll put them in the chat. Thank you, Alara, so much. Thank awesome. you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Um, all right. I want to take a question from Valerie in the chat, which is that I have a wound about not feeling competent, inadequate, feeling inadequate, feeling stupid without confidence when learning new things. How do I know if this, that is ancestral or from this lifetime? It's both. <laughs> it's both. Um, because all of that gets mixed in, right? So this is for all of us. If there's something around abandonment, there's things that are happening right now in our lives around that, but it also comes from the ancestors. Um, so what were the, she, um, she named the kind of the karmic stories. What, what was it? Yeah. Um, not feeling competent, inadequate, feeling stupid, without confidence. Okay, okay. So there is some of that in your, your family lineage. Um, there's a particular ancestor that was mocked a lot. And that ancestor basically had some special, um, you know, I believe that we all have, have these special gifts. They just show up in different ways, right? And 
this particular ancestor um, was one that wasn't considered normal. Um, and in some, you know, back at the time this ancestor was around would be considered um, deformed or, um, or with special needs or something, um, but was also a very, very um, light person. Show, shared a lot of light. Um, people would come around this, this person and just heal. And just, they would just heal. And what's interesting is you have a lot of that ancestor in you. That ancestor is one that wants to have a connection with you and wants to support you with having the confidence to shine your light in the world. And the interesting thing is that for you, it's a sort of a similar thing, the candle. Um, and this particular ancestor loved little like play cars. They were wooden cars. So if you can find either one that is a picture or you can find an actual wooden car, place that on your altar as a, just an invitation to this particular ancestor to work with you around having more confidence. There are some ancestors that could use some healing. And these are ancestors that are dealing with a significant amount of fear. And so they do need some work and they, they need some healing. But you can start with this really well ancestor that um, he was just, I mean, he's just showing me this beautiful light and love and is, you know, loving you. And because of his mental capacity, he wasn't able to even really experience the negativity from people. He doesn't even know what that, he just, he just didn't experience it, even though it was happening. And he's wanting to provide you with the same thing. So if, you know, if there is some negativity around you, if there is some, something that is um, really creating some lack of confidence in you um, that's coming from outside sources, he's ready to help you just really shine your light brighter in the world. Um, I mean, just, I, I mean, it's like, I feel him just like hug, right? Just loving and kind and warm and loving. And he's saying, this is your time to rise above your time to rise above. And he wants to help you. He, he absolutely wants to help you do that. Um, trying to see if there's anything else that he wants you to do. He said to um, write him a letter about how you really wanna feel and what you want to accomplish and place that on your altar. Place it on your altar. And it's a letter to him. So the first thing you may want to do is write a letter about what you want to release, what you want to let go of. And then the second letter is what you want to experience as if it's already happening. So you're writing it in a letter form to him, basically thanking him for all of these things already happening for you. So you now are letting him know what you need to release. 
and you're letting him know that you're thankful for the fact that he's already creating these things in, in your life for you. And you place that on your altar. And, and he's saying that um, he like bubbles. <laughs> he like bubbles. So you can either draw some bubbles, you can get a container of bubbles, you can maybe even as an offering to him, fill up a bowl and create like a little bubble bath in the bowl as an offering to him. I know I tell people all the time, these rituals and these, these different things that the ancestors ask us to do always sometimes seem like, oh, really? That's kind of odd. But everybody I know that does what they're um, either told by their ancestors or does it because they've heard it and they just felt a connection to it, they always experience a transformation that, that you know, comes over and takes place. So those are ways that you can connect with him that he's, you know, he has a very boyish energy. Um, so some of the, you know, if, if there's little energy like that, that you can bring into your connection with him, it is going to be extremely powerful. So get started. You can get started now. Oh, he also liked coloring. So if you enjoy coloring, then color something, put it on the altar. You may decide to color a wooden car. Paint a wooden car, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Wow. Wonderful. Let us know how that resonates with you, Valerie. I can tell it's, I can tell that you're being moved by it for sure. So that's great. Good, good, good. <sighs> okay, um, there was a question <laughs> in the chat from Missy. One second. Missy says, fear is debilitating and keeps me frozen in time. I was not born into poverty, but live in it. All I want is to be a healer and teacher and help people connect to nature to heal, but I could be off. <laughs> How can my ancestors help instead of keeping me small? So nature is your, is your interest. Okay. So your ancestors, the first thing they said is we're not keeping you small. Although we might provide you with some protection, you have, you especially have a lot of well-healed, healthy ancestors that are ascended you have very few that are um, that are deeply embedded in their wounds. There's some, you know, we always have some, um, but you have a number of them that are very, very healed and healthy and wise. And there is an ancestress on your mother's mother's side So she would be four generations back, mother's mother's side, four generations back, okay. Um, she's like dancing. She's dancing outside. She said, go dance outside. Take your music, go outside, dance and let the energy of the ancestors rain upon you that they will, they are coming, they are rising, they are ready to help you. Your real connection is now really leaning more towards the ancestress um, side of your family. 
um, those grandmothers and aunties and um, sisters, you know, the, the mothers, they all are ready to connect with you and they wanna connect with you through dance. And through dance, you will begin to, um, to release some of the limitations that have been placed upon you by your experiences, um, by you, by the people around you. And there's something with dance. So I don't know, do you, are you a dancer? I mean, do you dance? Do you like to dance? Something's going on there. Um, but yeah, there, there definitely is, there's definitely something there for you to, to definitely, you know, really open up and dance. Um, and, and your ancestors that danced, they liked pinks and yellows and um, just like light colors, white. They love those colors. So if you're dancing, if you know, if you have a shawl or if you are wearing those colors, if you have those colors, whatever it is, definitely wear that and um, and and go out. Um, and just go out and dance. Did you see in the chat? Uh, I feel said... nauseous, but I love to dance to the blues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. If you love the blues, you know what? Go and put that music on, stomp your feet, shake your hiney, and have some fun. <laughs> because that is how they want to connect with you. They want to connect with you. So enjoy the blues. Enjoy, you know, there is, there, there is, there's a deep connection for you with music and dance and these ancestors coming in. And maybe you even want to learn what some of the traditional dance was from your community. Um, but definitely, I mean, it's almost like I see the, the stomping of the feet, right? The stomping of the feet on the earth. And there is something about, you can do it inside as well, but there's something about the outside and your foot hitting the earth. You can be in shoes still, but it's something about your foot hitting the earth that brings up this circle of uh, ancestresses that want to rise with you and help you expand and open up to all of the things that you've been really wanting to do. So one of the other things that you can do is the same thing, you know, write a letter to them about um, how you want to be in the world, how you want to feel in the world, how you want to show up in the world, how do you want to be seen in the world, write a letter to them, and then take your letter and hold it or put it in your pocket and then dance. And you're going to see some real pretty incredible things happening as a result of that. Awesome. Let us know how that resonates with you, Missy. I mean, and it's so funny when um, Dr. Monique said, do you like to dance or so on, you know, and uh, uh, she said, wow, I'm missing. I love this. I want to be free to express. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. But when you mentioned, do you, do you, I'm getting something about dance. Do you like to dance? Like if somebody would have asked me that, the answer would have been like, no, no, I don't like to dance, but 
um, in my past lives, I've been told, because people have seen it many times, I used to dance, but classical Indian dancing, dancing in temples, you know, like that type of dancing. I can see that because you have a regal goddessness um, kind of flowingness to you. So I can see that. You but in this in this lifetime, I can I have to have a drink in both hands to actually do any <laughs> have any rhythm or movement or anything. <laughs> I don't I don't drink anymore, so I was like, well, you, that's never happening. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you you naturally kind of flow just in your movements, so that may be your form of dance. That's the way you're <laughs> expressing the the your ancestral roots. Yeah. <laughs> Just with my hands, just not, not, not my, not the feet, you know, the, <laughs> and like, I, I watch a lot of the, um, the Indian dances, you know, on, on, on TikTok and, and the Instagram reels, you know, they show all these, you know, people I, doing I love these dances and I'm like, how do they do that? I'm like, how do they do that? I, I couldn't do it. You know, it's like, <laughs> I just find it so amazing. Um, <laughs> anyways, just a little funny story about dancing and me do not get along. Okay, well, I want to take one more quick question from Angela. Then I want to talk about the package, and then we'll talk, and then we'll see how much time we have left. So, Angela, you want to unmute yourself? I have not been yes. to a ball. Hi, and I live in hi. <laughs> hi, hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. Um, my question is, what's going on? There's, it's like we have fallen into a mix of yeah so she's probably gonna go in and out her connection's not that great so angela i might share from what you had sent me in case that you get cut out yeah maybe i will yeah so there's a lot of conflicts going on in in our life right now conflict fights around finances her mother died recently so there's a lot of fighting between the family um yeah. right is that what you wanted to say because yeah you're back yeah i'm back um and for some reason i i i feel like the ancestors um keep driving me to a certain direction i'm trying to push for a dna test for my brother that has increased the conflict and i just want to get away from it all so mm. i don't know what's going on <laughs> what's going on Okay. Is your father still living? My father passed in 2020, October. My youngest brother passed in June uh, 2021. My mom passed on 10 January this year. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Okay. And they didn't leave, they didn't leave any wills. So they left uh, quite a bit of challenges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, they're taking me back a number of generations to your healed ancestors. Um, eight generations, both sides of the family, there were some mighty, powerful 
completely incredible, talented, um, spiritual women, men too, but women. And they want to come and create peace in your family. They need to be invited and it, it'll take a little bit with them um, because they're, they're far back, but they're, they're ready to come through and they're ready to help you and your family um, minimize the conflict that you're experiencing as a result of death in your family. And one of the ways to connect with them is by honoring your mother, your brother, and your father with your altar. They are in, you know, they're, they're ready to fully transition. Um, they haven't fully because of the conflict that's happening. And, but they're really wanting to be on the other side, right? They're really wanting to ascend. They're really wanting to help, but the conflict will keep them um, somewhat in a space where they're not able to fully ascend. But you have these powerful ancestors who are very helpful for with that. And they are ancestors that um, really are good at conflict resolution. One of them was sort of like the one that that helped with conflict in the village, you know, and helped people resolve conflict and was the one that could do energy work and do different things that created um, a more cohesive environment. And, and that one is a male ancestor on your mother's father's side. And he's saying that you can bring him in to help. And he had a, um, like a walking stick that he used. I would encourage you to just even go and get like a small branch of a tree and place it on your altar as a sign of the walking stick and ask him to walk into your lives and help to heal and create peace and help you guys resolve this in a way that is beneficial to all. That is healing to everyone in your family. He's... Um, he liked, um, he likes, he, he loved like water. He loved drinking water. So adding, you know, water on your altar would be good. Um, he also, um, he likes straw, I guess, you know, like holding straw in his hand. So I don't know where you'll find that, but you probably get it at, at a um, craft store. Um, so you would put that on your altar. Anything that you can, I mean, you know, as you sense that maybe things that he would enjoy, um, you wanna put those on your altar, any traditional foods that you may be able to think of, place those on your altar as a way to invite him in. 
he loved um there was something about goats that he loved so you might want to put a picture of a goat on your altar um and he loved like being outside he didn't being inside he slept outside he liked being outside um so maybe even you know taking a few things outside occasionally and doing a prayer and and asking him to come in but this is an ancestor that really wants to help you really smooth things out because as you do that for this part of your family it is actually going to spread it's going to help your ancestors to ascend that need to ascend it's also going to help with current and future generations as well so this particular ancestor uh, is coming through and it's interesting because he always felt really connected to the women in the lineage and not in a flirtatious or um, you know intimate way but more in a um, he knew that they had power and that's why he feels very connected to you but that is also why the ancestresses are bringing him forward to work with you I would really spend some time working with him. Um, I think that would be really, really helpful. And a lot of the conflict is embedded, is embedded in fear and lack, right? So that's where a lot of the conflict is coming from. Um, not even if it's not right in your family where there's a lack, but from generations of it. So that's a way for you to get started. So does, uh, is the lineage impacted, for example, if we discover the stepbrother is not the biological um, sibling, if he's the uh, instigator of a lot of the current conflict? It will get rid of the current conflict, but if the stepbrother has always believed that he was part of the blood lineage, then there's still a connection, right? So helping connecting with this particular ancestor will help heal that wound as well because now that person would experience betrayal right they would experience some abandonment and and whenever we have people that were either raised with us or were close with us or or even thought they were part of our blood lineage we carry some of the wounds that they've experienced as well. We carry and, and they bring that energy into it. They also bring the energy of their, like if he's not your um, biological brother, then he also has the energy from his biological family that he's bringing into the mix. While it will help on maybe a, um, you know, it'll help on a physical level to determine where things are, you know, divided and how things are split on an energetic level, connecting with this particular ancestor is going to be more of a of a healing for everyone. Okay. So, um, and how about the death? Um, for example, my dad's mother was killed by a nephew. I didn't hear that part. I think my nephew. And my concern was this 
of oh, fact. You're my, really my, cutting out. My dad's mother was killed by a nephew. Ah, okay. Are you cutting? No, you're really cutting out. Sorry, yeah. Angela. Yeah. yeah. And 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 we have to we have to move on anyways. Yeah. Um yeah. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would love to work with you some more, Angela, because I think that there are, an, I mean, I could feel a number of ancestors that are wanting to come through, um, but we would definitely, you know, look at doing that in a little, I think we're going to talk about the package, and that is a place where you would be able to, to do some deeper work, if yeah. you want to. Okay. All right. Hopefully thank you, Mara. Thank you, Dr. Monique. Oh, thank you, Angela. Thank you. And go back and listen to this again because there was, you know, there might have been some pieces that you missed. Okay. So just make sure you go back and watch this. Okay. I will. I will. Good. Thank you. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. All right. Yes, Mara, it is. We, we have one person that asked about the book in the background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the family history book um, that my mom and my aunt uh, wrote. Um, it's 10 years of research and collecting stories of our family and um, it is the, I open it on a regular basis and just read and connect with that particular ancestor of the day. Um, and something that I encourage everyone to do is to begin to collect the stories from their family lineage. Um, talk to the elders in your family before they're gone. By the time the book was published, several of the stories that were collected from family members, they were no longer with us. So I'm really happy that my mom and my aunt were able to connect with them. But that is just it's one of the things that, I mean, my family just cherishes that book because of all of the rich history that's there. But definitely talk to your elders, get their stories, find out about their lives, find out about their um parents and grandparents. Very important. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Thank you for asking about that, yes, Marta. Thank you for asking. <laughs> All right. I'm going to share my screen. We're going to talk about the packages that, that Dr. Monique has for us today. Let's see. This one. Yes. Oops. Oops. Whatever. All right. So Dr. Monique's package, there are two packages, package A and package B. Um, so package A is the Ancestor Story, Healing, Ritual, and Medicine. So Dr. Mike, I'm going to let you share. It's a four-week journey. Um, it is, yes, it is a four-week journey. And I'm really excited. I put this together and connecting with the ancestors and just what I've been hearing from people about their fear and these um, poverty, scarcity wounds. And I put this together and it's extremely important that people learn how to make these connections on their own with their ancestors. So what this program does is it gives you the foundation of beginning to make those connections with the ancestors in your lineage that are ready to help you release fear and any poverty scarcity wounds that are in your family lineage. And basically what we're doing is identifying these wounds and then working with these beautiful ascended beings to heal the wounds. And I'm so excited because this is going to be an absolutely phenomenal journey where you will feel this transformation take over. So we're, like I said, I'm he we're healing fear and poverty stories. 
Um, we're learning how to connect with the ancestors in your family, the well-healed ancestors, the heal family wounds. We're going to start to connect with your ancestresses to understand what the medicine is in your family lineage. We'll be doing spiritual practices and rituals to connect with the ancestors. And then you'll learn more about creating your own personal ancestors altar or ancestral altar, excuse me, that will honor ancestors and ancestresses in your family lineage. And all of this will take place in a four week period. You, but the beauty of this program is I will be offering all of this and you'll be able to keep it. <laughs> so you'll have access to the rituals, to the soul journeys that we'll be doing, all of the guided meditations, all of the teachings will be available to you after the program is over so that you can go back and do this as many times as you want. Two of the sessions are live sessions where we will be connecting with the ancestors right there during the live session and taking you on guided journeys. If you're not able to attend, those sessions are just as powerful when you listen to the replay. So it is, it's okay if you're not available to do it. And once again, you know, we'll be sharing these different rituals, these fun things that you can do on your own to create that connection. And then in creating that connection, I'll be doing some work with you during the live sessions on connecting with um, this ancestress that may need to help with a particular ancestor that's coming through that is having some challenges right now. Yeah. Awesome. So that's that's package A. And then package B is everything in package A plus a ancestor story healing wisdom circle live session. Yeah. So that's a live session as well. If you really want to take this this um, work deeper, you have a little bit of a, an experience today of what the healing circle is like, but it definitely goes much deeper than we did today. Every person that signs up for the healing circle will have an opportunity to ask a question, receive guidance, information, um, and wisdom from their ancestors, rituals and practices and things that they need to do to help with either their healing or bringing their gifts and their work into the world even more. Uh, and so Every person will have that opportunity. It's similar to what we did today, but it goes much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, that is, I mean, it's like your own personal session. But the beauty of this is because we're in a group, we're also pulling the energy and the wisdom from all of the ancestors. So sometimes, you know, I'll just get ancestors that will blurt things out to share and I'll share those as well any of the rituals and the healings that are taking place, any of the information that's shared are all things that you can keep and you can utilize as well. If you feel like you are connected to the information or it resonates with you, you'll have access to the replay for as long as you want. And you'll be able to go back and really connect with those ancestors in some really powerful ways and be able to go back and, and hear the messages. And what I find is you'll receive a message you'll hear it and then maybe a week or two or a month or two months down the line, you go back and listen and there's something else that comes through. And that's why I'll make sure that you have them to go back to. Mm -hmm. And package B, there's also a fast sign-up bonus free ticket for Claim Your Ancestral Medicine and Magic Virtual Retreat. 
Yes, yes. So I have this um, this little retreat that we're doing. It's online. It's a virtual retreat. You'll be able to come and we're going to really talk about ancestress medicine and really how to tap into it, what it is, how to work with it, and what you need to do to really unlock it for yourself. And the different, well, you'll learn some different rituals, you'll learn different practices, you'll learn how to do a little bit of research so that you know what that medicine is and you can start to bring it into your life now. So that's awesome. a bonus. Yes. Yeah, that's a bonus for package B, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. So package A and package B, um, there are two and three part payment plans available as well. Don't If you are an Inner Circle member, use your discount code to get your 10 or 25% discount. You can also use gift code ATHN10 just for this month uh, to get a 10% discount if you're not already part of the free uh, Inner Circle. Okay, so just know that at the end of this month that ATHN 10 code is going to be going away so make sure you join the free inner circle it's free <laughs> all right <laughs> um beautiful so again those two packages package a is 150 package b is 350 and of course again there are two and three part payment plans available and use the discount codes gift codes as well that'll be um that that, that are available for you okay and awesome. I, I want to add this, if you didn't get called on today or you did get some information today, but you want to take that deeper, that the, the wisdom circle is really the place, the healing circle is the, really the place where you can, can get that information and take it deeper. Yeah. So if you're ready Absolutely. to connect and you want to connect to heal any wounds that are in your family that are associated with fear and, and poverty, and if there's, you know, if you're like, okay, well, fear and poverty are not the biggest ones, there's others, they'll, you can still come. I'm going to be providing you with different tools for those specific karmic stories. But if you have others that you want to work on, you can actually come and you'll still be able to benefit from the program and, and really begin to work with those stories as well. So awesome. I don't feel like it's limited. Yeah. There's always so much that happens in in the calls and in in the group and just with all the um, you know uh, with all the work that's involved in the program. There's always a, a way to work on your specific issue as well. And I uh, always add different bonuses, and you never know when I might just say pop over here and ask a question. <laughs> exactly. Now, one of the things I wanted to mention, which we did not, is um, you, the gift that you have for us this time is the uh, creating the altar, right, yes. gift. So that is on the gift page. For those of you who are already part of the community, you have access to the gift page. The, the link is always in every email, so check that out. But do you want to describe a little bit about what that is? I mean, we talked a little bit today about creating your altar, right? And some different things you can include on your altar. But do you want to share a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, oftentimes people say to me, well, I don't really know how to create my altar. What do I need to do? Do I need one that's huge in my house? Um, do I need, you know, where, where do I create it? Or maybe even, you know, I don't have a place to actually put it. Anyway, this guide will teach you not only how to create your altar to honor your ancestors, but just some rituals and some um, different practices that you can use and offerings that you can make 
to help with your ancestral veneration. And so this is a great opportunity for you to just begin to build out that altar. And I encourage anybody who is going to go through the program as well to grab that and we'll be working with that in the program too. So <laughs> you'll get a start from the, um, the ebook. And then if you join the program, we're going to take it deeper so that your altar is a real opportunity for healing and wisdom in your life, in your home, and for your entire family. Awesome. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, we do have a hard stop today, so um, <laughs> I have no choice. Um, so, uh, Dr. Monique, any last words of wisdom for us? And and I just want to say really quickly, for those of you who haven't had a chance to ask a question, if you still have a question, you can always post it in the Facebook group, because I know Dr. Monique is in there, and she will, you know, be able to look at it and answer it there, okay? So just you know, a quick question, not a, not a full long, full length reading, but a quick question. Okay. Um, yeah. Any last words of wisdom for all of us, Dr. Monique, you always have so much to share and it's always so valuable. Thank you. Thank you so much. The, the last thing I just want to share is connect with these beautiful beings. They want to help you have no fear because you're calling upon those healthy and healed ancestors and ancestresses. And they will be the ones that will help you and support you and guide you and provide you with wisdom. And it is so powerful and it's so easy and all of us, all of us have the ability to do it. Not just someone who you know of that's been born with it or whatever. You all, we all have the ability to connect with them and they will connect with you through various ways. Don't give up. Partnerships take a time, a little bit of time. So it'll take some time to build your partnership with them, but continue, stay consistent and just allow that relationship to flourish and you will see the transformations and things begin to flow in your life much easier than you ever expected. Beautiful, absolutely. And that's the thing, stick with it. Um, Marta's asking for your website, Dr. Monique. I was like, I have no idea what, <laughs> what it it's, is. I'll, I'll pop it in here, but it's very easy. It's drmonique.com. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, but yeah. Um, and Laura was asking, how can we work one-on-one -on -one with you? You can always, oh, you just sent it to me. So. Oh, I just, oh, that. I only sent it. Oh, okay. How about yeah. I send it to everyone, huh? Yeah. Cause I know. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could have figured that out, but my mind is not working today. Not feeling there we right. Go. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then somebody, Laura, is asking how to work, how can they work with you one on one? I don't know. You can go to the website and check it out. Send me a message. Um, and actually, my email is drmonique at drmonique.com. That's real hard to remember too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just popped it in there. Yeah, I always have to make sure I didn't mess them. Okay, yeah, send me yeah. a message and we can talk about how we can do um, some deeper work together one-on-one. -on -one. And how often do you offer this program? I don't know, this is the first time. There's always something new, so don't, don't get me wrong. This is not just the first time, but there's always new programs that you're offering, but. Yeah, yeah. every time I come to your show, I offer something different just because yeah. I want to give people an opportunity to experience something different. So this is the first time I'm offering this particular program. And yeah. I 
can't tell you that I'll be offering it again or not, because I don't know yet, <laughs> but exactly. I know that I'm offering it now. Yeah, there's always something you and, and you know, uh, once uh, there's always different programs that Dr. Monique is offering for sure. And next time she will be on, it'll probably be something else, you know, in uh, next season or whatever. It'll be in something else. So who knows, right? So if, if you if you're resonating with this, jump on it. Uh, I guess, you know, for the early bonus for package B, the class is on February 23rd. Um, and then the four week uh class starts on um, March 1st, I think, right? Yes. Starts there's, March a little, 1st. there's a little bit of time, but if you want that bonus for package B, then you want to get it before February 23rd. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. And, <laughs> and right. once you sign up and you, you know, you'll have all of the information, you register for either one of them. Once you have the information, then there also are some things that you'll receive to help get you started. So it's not like, oh, I have to wait until March 1st. There's some things that I've already included in there to get yeah. you started. To, to, to get you going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else that I, I, can, I can say. Nope, I got nothing. My mind is blank. So um, again, always a wonderful show, Dr. Monique. Yeah, I would say you're so talented. You're so tuned in. The information you bring forward seems to resonate with everybody. Like, you know, there's always some piece that resonates with everybody. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I I'm always so impressed and blown away. So I, I really appreciate your talent, you know? Uh, yeah, I just think you're amazing. And Thank so you of for course- giving me that honor <laughs> to connect uh, people with their ancestors. Thank you, Alara. I think it's so valuable. And it's it's such a valuable service that you offer. It's something I do not offer. So I'm just saying, you know, but this is <laughs> such a valuable service that you offer. So thank you for that. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for all your questions, your comments, your feedback. I think we, mi we missed a few people. Uh, I, I apologize, but we do have to go. And thank you, Missy, for your wonderful, nice comments in the chat. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so until next time, we continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now. <laughs>